2023 Grand Finals. Woo! 3, 4, 5, yes, it is that time of the week again where we catch up with Mitch Robinson, talk all things AFL. Robbo, I actually want to start with you talking rugby league, rugby union, and the Joseph Suolihi uh, effect that is having within those two codes because AFL went through the same thing with Israel Folau, Carmichael Hunt, and I know you played against both, but the big question out of it is, were they worth it? Was the bang for buck there? Were the eyeballs, were the bums on seats because of these players coming across and switching codes? I think marketing-wise, it's probably a great decision to get those two superstars from the league over to AFL. Um, did it work playing field-wise? I'd say no, it didn't at all. I think Carmichael Hunt, actually, one game he had a shot on goal and kicked the, the winner. Uh, over some team, I can't remember who it was, but that was his. I think it was the Tigers up in Cairns. Oh, yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah, it was too. So that was a definitely a highlight of that whole um, venture. But yeah, I think because I was in Melbourne and we didn't really know too much about those players at the time. And I think if you're a Brisbane or Sydney or just a league fan in general, that would have been massive news as it is today with uh, the player that's going over to Union in a couple of years. So. I think that, uh, yeah, marketing-wise, it was great for the game, um, especially when they're trying to get into those expansion areas in, in Sydney and obviously uh, Bris Vegas. So, no, I, I, I did enjoy it, but um, if, if NRL, anyone wants a 33-year-old uh, retired AFL athlete to come over and make some waves over in that spot, then I'm just sitting on the couch as we speak. <laughs> you were sitting on the couch Friday night. What were you watching? Uh, well, yes, I did. Uh, NRL had the main TV and my phone had AFL. So that's where you see my lies at the moment. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, being whoa. on SCN and being in Brisbane, it was uh, all the week that I was on, on radio, I was talking about that and that took precedence in this household. And it was an amazing game, came down to the last possession pretty much to, to seal the deal. And yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A bit sloppy early. Um, these are things I'm picking up on. But uh, as a game, I love how you call it a possession too. The last, last yeah, last possession. (laughs) Well, last kick. I don't know. I've been playing touch footy too around the trap, so I'm just figuring that out too. A diversification, Robbo. I like that. Look, let let let, well, let's focus on what was happening at the Gabba Friday night. Um, When the lights went out, what were you thinking? I was thinking, holy, like when these things happen. Even if as an AFL player and ex AFL player, I wouldn't know what what goes on. Like those lights looked like they were blown. They were on fire. The commentators didn't know what was going to happen. And then mm. evidently the players had to go down to the rooms for 50 minutes, which is soft tissue heaven for uh, those uh, those type of injuries. So I know that Jul- uh, Melbourne came out um, a little bit earlier than Brisbane and Fags. Papa Fags was, uh, wasn't too happy about that unfair advantage and, and he publicly made that, that statement. But I don't understand why they continue the game because as close as it is this year in the competition – we see a lot of things um, based on percentage and being 40 points up to that little mishap to coming out and only winning by 10 points in the last quarter, uh, that could play a role in the end of the season, um, you know, top four or making the finals. So I, I didn't like it how they came back out, but obviously for TV rights and whatnot, that's uh, that's the ruling it is these days. But, yeah, I didn't like it at all. All right. They, they say you have an hour to get a game up and running again. Should that be yeah. shortened? Definitely. It definitely should be shortened. Like, going down into the rooms for 50 minutes, like, that's three quarters of the game already. Like, you're just not focused. And both teams went through it, so you can't say it's unfair in that in that regards. But, like, it's just, it's just a muck around. And players, you go through the whole week and all that kind of stuff, focusing on things. You don't plan for a 50-minute a uh, timeout type session. So, it obviously worked in Melbourne's favour. They came out roaring and and kicked a bunch of goals and then put it really back on Brisbane. If they had you know, two or three more minutes, I reckon they would have taken that game away from them. So it was 
one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen and uh, I could imagine being at the game itself. Well, you touched on the percentage points and how they could have a, an impact down the track. We see now the Lions uh, sitting in 12th spot on the ladder, which is really weird. But Melbourne are in 8th and they're in 8th by 16 percentage points over West Coast, who are outside of the 8th. And guess how many percentage points swing it was on Friday night at the Gabba? It was uh, 16. 20. It was 16. Close. Yeah, well, yeah. I know that but, last year, the competition between... Between seven and eleven, there was—I think there was only one game or two games max that that separated the teams there. They were fighting for that um, last two positions in the finals. So I know that percentage definitely plays a factor coming coming yeah. down to the wire in the back end of the season. So I know we will look back on this and be like, "Oh, that didn't actually count." But you just think that oh, if we if we miss on that top four of that double chance, then you just think, "Oh, what happens if we had 40, 40 points on the board that it could have helped out." All right, well, let's have a look then forward to next week. I going to say next week, this week, and it's only in two days' time against the Bulldogs. So a short turnaround uh, for the Bulldogs, the Lions. It's a six-day turnaround. That last 12-minute period where they had five kicked on them, is that a sign of concern heading into this match? Is that, I mean, because that's the last footy they played. Is that momentum that could be carried or bad momentum that could be carried into this match? Or is it just a, a write-off and it didn't really count? I think I think it'll be a write-off. The players won't be thinking about it too much. If it happened to me or us last year, we would speak about it. We'd look at what happened in, in in that last passage of play. But their first three quarters were amazing, and that's that's the lines that we know and we expect uh, to see more of this year. The next four games they have are all winnable. They have Collingwood next weekend on Thursday night Easter game, which would be absolutely sold out already. Mm. But the doggies they've they've started Collingwood this Collingwood year. winnable Collingwood exactly. Well, no, no, Why? I think that's going to be their toughest game at the yeah. moment. Um, for the next, next four-week block because the, the Lions split games up in four, so they'll have a look at the next patch. But the Doggies, they've got a great team on the park and, you know, they're a finals team last year and I still, I still had them in the eight this year. They've got a few things to work on. I think positional-wise, they've got uh, probably too many tools um, and ones that aren't delivering. I'll, I'd probably send Bruce back forward, but there's going to be a, a pretty good hit out for us. I think if we can get this done, then it's back on track for us. But, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, that little fade-out in the last quarter – Looked like the Port Adelaide game, um, so it's 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 a little bit worrying. But you think that uh, that get under control, and it's a very winnable game Thursday night. Will Ashcroft, a player that you have run out alongside in the VFL, the rising star for this week. Is there is there any more superlatives we can use to describe this kid? He is a freak of nature. He's going to be that type of player every week. And I know he lowered his colours a little bit in his debut, but keep in mind that's his debut, first time playing AFL, would have had nerves galore running out to that. And he kicked a couple of goals as well in the past two weeks. So mm. he's hitting the scoreboard. And yeah, I played with him last year in the VFL and, and his professionalism, the way he goes about it, it's it's crazy to see that and, and think that an 18-year-old can possess that. Um, I saw that uh, Juddy won a Brownlow in his, in his third year of AFL. I, I don't see this being too far a stretch of the imagination for him going forward and... I know that's a bit out there, but he, he's one of those players that can turn a game. And, and on the weekend, to be honest, he went on the radar a little bit. He only attended centre bounces 10 times and had seven of those with clearances. So if he, if he gets more inside, I know they've got a really strong midfield with Dunkley and Neil and McCluggage going through there. I think he's going to be that uh, next guy on line that's definitely going to be starting in for most centre bounces. But no, nah, good on him. Well, he outside of Clayton Oliver, he, he led the disposal count. 31 yep. touches, Clayton Oliver, 37. And he's playing against Petrarca, Oliver, Viney in that midfield. I mean, that's, that's, exactly. a, that's a hell of an effort. Exactly, especially against those All-Australian players and, and Brownlow winners. That, that's that's a pretty good outing, especially against what, what I tipped at the start of the year to be a Melbourne 
uh, Lions grand final. If we if we get that type of display against the the lesser known teams and he, he puts on some numbers and yeah, look out. It's mm. between him and Sheasel at the moment for the rising star. I didn't think anyone was going to come close, but a little North Melbourne player in uh, Harry Sheasel, uh, he's been dominating two weeks in a row. He's had 30 touches plus, and he's uh, obviously with North Melbourne going well. He's 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 t- put him on the back and he's going with him. Uh, so 20, what are we saying? 2025, 26 for the Brownlow, Robbo. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying for the even Brownlow. earlier. He's only 18 at the moment, probably turning <laughs> 19 soon. I'd say 21, 22, he'd be up there. If my boy, oh, no, no, the year 2026, not, not, oh, not, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So it's yes, in three definitely. years' time, yeah, yeah. Put your money on that. Put your money on that. Remember. What are you really gambling with now? We've got to say the new yes, exactly. Gambling That's, safely? I don't know what. what it, no, yeah. it's not gambling responsible anymore. It's it's what are you really gambling with? You you you, you win some, oh, but you lose more. Oh, yeah, yes. but you only you only hear about the the good wins though. So that's okay. Well, if we get on Will Ashcroft now for the uh, for the Brownlow at twenty six, <laughs> it could be a ripper. Yeah. Heard it here first. Ten thirty five on a Tuesday morning. What are you really gambling with, Robo? Good luck this. Oh, hang on, are you lining up for yeah, morning side this my weekend? Yeah, de- my debut this Saturday. So I'm playing morning side at two p.m. against Wilson Grange. Come down, yell some uh, abuse over the fence to me. I'll love it. It'll get me going. So come down and watch it. Morning side oval. Oh, oh, morning side oval. So it's at Hawthorne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. the one. Happy days. Um, new colours. New colours. Good luck, good hunting. Chat again next week. All right, talk soon. Thanks, guys. News hit time. It is 25 away from 11.